0: Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Coming Clean. If you're watching the YouTube, you already see that we have a very special guest on the show today, and I'm not getting paid to say special. (laughs) Just kidding. I wish I was, but...
1: That can mean a lot of different things.
0: (laughs) But look who is joining me on today's episode None other than my baby daddy, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Jason Sebastian. Can we um, insert a round of applause in this part, Lambert? I think we should. (laughs) This is my um, old ball and chain. I've always wanted to say that. My old ball and chain. No? You're speechless? Podcasts, Um. you have to talk.
1: (laughs) Is that what this is about? (laughs) So, all right. But for that intro, I, I just don't know what else to say.
0: <laughs> okay, so we went on Instagram and we asked for y'all to ask us to ask us questions about our relationship because I know that our relationship has been a hot topic to everyone. Everyone's been questioning what has been going on. So, today we are basic, basically addressing the elephant in the room, I guess you could say, right?
1: (laughs) I didn't know it was that big of an elephant, but...
0: (laughs) It has been to everyone, because I feel like we've been avoiding talking about what has gone on between us, you know? And everyone's been asking. I know you've been getting a lot of DMs. I've been getting a lot of DMs. And so today, we are just here to answer a lot of the questions. And I recently made a post on social media, and I wanted to kind of read what the post was. Maybe Lambert can attach the post picture to the YouTube video just in case you haven't seen it, but I wanted to read the caption on the picture because that kind of gets into what this episode is about. So, I'm going to read the post. So, there's a picture of Jason and I, you know, happy, smiling Taking a photo on social media, and I put posts like this populate social media and it paints a picture about the glory of love and having the perfect home life. I wrote, It seems that our status depends on our success at things like finding a partner, buying a home, and having a bunch of kids. So, what do we do? We date, we find our human, and then, ah, we fall in love. (laughs) The butterflies, the hand-holding in public, the first kiss, our heart beating every time that person texts, texts us on our cell phone. And then there's marriage and the baby carriage. But, you know, as time passes and reality sets in.
1: That you're stuck with this person forever? (laughs) What's reality?
0: People change, love changes, and couples change. There's bills, life, work, finances, moving, emotional problems, Traumatic events, there's skeletons in the closet. All of these things can all affect your relationship. I know that a lot of us probably already know, but the honeymoon phase, unfortunately, doesn't last forever. And even the healthiest of relationships go through their tough times. But the key. Is to not let it break your bond. Every single day, you both make deposits and withdrawals in your emotional bank accounts. So, with that being said, today we wanted to dive into the reality of real relationships versus social media relationships because what we see on social media isn't always real and real relationships are work. We also are going to address some of the questions that we saw through the months when we were personally working our, out our relationship offline. And also give you advice as to what has truly helped us. Again, our relationship is definitely far from perfect, but I think we can both agree that our goal is to continue to always work together and to keep moving forward. So, first and foremost, I want to say thank you Jason <laughs> for for coming on and coming clean.
1: Hello. <laughs> this is um what I love having a microphone just shoved in my face. I know Jason very is very comfortable in these situations. The opposite of comfortable.
0: He has a glass of whiskey right here because uh,
1: this, is, this is apple juice. <laughs> it needs to it's a strong apple
0: drink juice. through the nerves. Apparently,
1: <laughs> you're actually really good at this. I haven't um, been in the room for one of these, but thank you. I figured that this wow. took you like a hundred takes. No,
0: <laughs> it doesn't. That <laughs> was one. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have some
1: time to think about this. But, <laughs> Here we are. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: So to just kind of jump right into it, we're just going to jump into the questions. All right? Are you ready to answer some of the questions that everyone else sent in for us to answer?
1: I don't really have a choice. That's a yes. That's a yes. Okay.
0: So without any further to do, let's get started. So the first question, and this is the question that I feel like was most asked on Instagram, YouTube, I mean, it was everywhere. You could not escape it. And the million dollar question is, did we break up?
1: <laughs> to a follow, dr- a and to follow or? that question
0: is like, why were you MIA from my social media for months?
1: Okay, to answer the first question, no, we did not break up. Never came close to that. I don't think. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Depends <laughs> who you ask, I guess. Um, MIA, yes, in a sense. Um, I had one of my business ventures that required. My full-time attention—it was not here locally, so I had to, for the better of the business, go on and take a full-time operational role in that business, and it took me away for four months in a different state, remote area, and I wasn't here. And some uh, unfortunate events happened with Presley; she got super sick, and you know, on top of everything else that Paige does, it. It fell on her to take care of her, and that was a really hard time on not only them, but our relationship, because, you know, there's a lot of resentment, me being away, and um, yeah, that was me, MIA. I'm, I'm back now, um, but I guess that kind of explains the MIA, would you say?
0: I guess so. I guess there's always two sides to a story <laughs> when it comes to relationships in every story. <laughs> But my side of the story would be, I think we were not doing great.
1: I didn't say that we were. (laughs) But okay.
0: And uh, this opportunity came to him and we felt that it was probably a good idea for us to spend some time apart because, you know, he was going to be in a different state. And so that's what happened but yes Presley did get sick in those months or whatever and I mean it was definitely for me a struggle because I was at home taking care of like the home life the kid you know the business and then he was taking care of his own business so but yes you are back
1: yeah it's I mean, to touch a little more on that, it's not easy to spend every waking hour together. I mean, we eat, sleep, work, work out, raise a daughter together. I mean, everything we do is together all the time. So finding alone time, finding time apart to reflect, to work on yourself, to do whatever is is not always there. Um, you, you Really, we hadn't up to this point really worked on... Finding that balance in life, and I think that, you know, this was an opportunity for us to spend a little bit of time apart, um, me to kind of work on some of my own things, because I dove into a lot of her stuff for over the past few years, and, um, it just was kind of a mutually agreed upon decision, so it wasn't us breaking up, it was just taking a little bit of time apart to work on our own stuff separately for a while.
0: Yeah, that was a good answer. <laughs> This is uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was exactly what was needed. It was, I don't know, you could call it a God thing, a universe thing, whatever it is that you believe in, but it came at the most perfect time because I think we were both kind of questioning where our relationship was going. Um, you know, because we were struggling, to be honest. Um, because of the fact, like Jason said, we live together. We work inside the home together. We work out together. We do all of life together. And it's been like that since we got pregnant with Presley, which was a really great unexpected surprise. So we did kind of get thrown into each other at a very rapid pace and then not having that break from each other ever just I felt like really weighed down on us. And then, you know, having just the pressures of like, oh, now we have a house together and we have bills together. We've never talked about finances together. We never knew each other's finances before. We never knew each other's, really each other's like skeletons in the closet, I guess you could say. So throughout time, I think things just weighed down on us. We aren't the best at communicating, which we are learning, you know, how to communicate better with each other. Um, So yeah, it was a lot of things, but I think it was something that was at the most perfect time when we were both trying to figure out what to do, you know, just spend some time apart. Okay, so question number two that a lot of people asked was, um, do you put everything in your life out there on social media, and how do you protect your sanity from people making assumptions? Assumptions.
1: We definitely don't put everything in our life on social media. Um, There's no way you could, and it would probably not be pretty. Be real, I guess. I guess that's what reality TV is. But we're definitely not signing up for that anytime soon. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's probably better to answer. I think it is a
0: tricky line because for the last decade, I've put my whole life on social media. Um, And when it comes to, you know, us now having a family and um, having, you know... life together, I think I I do totally understand when we were getting all of these questions about, well, wait, where's Jason? Or wait, have you guys broken up? Or wait, what's going on? Or why aren't you wearing your ring? Or whatever. So I can totally understand where this is coming from because for so long, you know, I've put my life out there. And yes, that's going to trickle into my personal life as well. Although I do not put everything from like A to Z about my life on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I think to a certain degree, privacy needs to be and should always be obtained. You know, with people making assumptions, that's where I can kind of see, you know, what's, you know, people asking all these questions because of the fact that if you see Jason on my story, like every week, or if you see Lambert on my story every week, and then all of a sudden for like a month or not there, you're going to be like, okay, wait, where is this person? So I totally understand, like, you know, where are these comments are coming from. Um, but yes, I definitely think it's healthy to keep some stuff private. <laughs> but then again, I do think it's a little tricky if you were to. This is where you know the highlight reels come in when people only post the highlight reels in their life on social media. And then they don't post the real hardship that they're going through on social media. So for us, you know, obviously this is something that we wanted to eventually come out and talk about, but a lot of the time people's comments can be, you can take them to heart. And so for us to figure out what we needed to do, we needed to kind of like, okay, we're going to take this offline. We need to figure out how we are going to resolve this. We can't read the comments. We can't read the negativity because people just assume things. They just jump to conclusions Um, and we have to figure this out for ourselves because this is something that is so special to us. We have a family, we have Presley, we want to work it out. We want to figure this out. We don't want to just give up on each other. So this is something that we personally chose to take offline to fix. And then once it's, you know, the, the conclusion of whatever it is that we're going to do, are we going to move forward? Are we going to go our separate ways? Um, once that conclusion came, you know, to be about, then we were going to come out and talk about it. So
1: yeah, I think you can definitely do yourself a favor by not going into people's comments because people are going to make comments and have their opinions on whatever it is. And you're not going to agree with them. So yeah, going, that, going down that road, you're only going to create conflict.
0: That's one thing that I feel, I mean, I'm, I don't let it bother me really at all, because I've been doing this for like a decade now. I've had social media and throughout my social media career, life, whatever you want to say on social media, I have gotten the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows through social media. Like my whole life has been out there. I have been praised and I have been beaten down when I've even been down. So uh, the comments on social media, I I have like the thickest skin. Um, But when it comes to Jason kind of like being a newbie to social media, I feel like he lets the DMs and the comments get to him a lot more. And I have to say to say to him, like, why are you even reading that? Like, why are you letting that bother you? So definitely if you can, like he said, steer clear of reading stuff like that, because another thing that is so interesting to me is you can literally have 50 comments, Okay, fifty, and you get one comment that is negative, and that is like where you're directing your focus. You have forty nine other like amazing, praising, positive comments, and that one comment is that one that you're going to let resonate with you. Why? You know what I mean? And that's what he does. <laughs> so that
1: is not what I do. That is what you do. That, that may be what I did a oh, week ago. <laughs> I'm in a better
0: headspace now. Yeah. After this this glass of whiskey, he's in a better (laughs) headspace. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next
1: and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local
0: financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on to question number three. This is a really good one. It says, someone asked us um, to talk about the pros and cons of spending time apart.
1: Oof. Well, for me, the time apart, I mean, it was a lot of alone time, not, not alone, but like, I wasn't, I did nothing but work. And when you're doing nothing but working and predominantly working alone at whatever your task is, you spend a lot of time in your head. And for a person that, as you might recently know, battles depression, like being in your head is a scary place if you don't have things in order and ways to manage that. And uh, it was kind of an eye-opening experience for me in that first month or two, not having like a support system, not having, you know, my family around me. I dove into kind of my thoughts and, you know, that's not great when you don't have it under control. And it, it kind of forced me to do something about my mental health, which you've seen over the past couple weeks, months that I've talked about. But for that, it, it was great. Um, I, I hated being a part from my family and I felt like I was always missing something especially when she's this young um you know that, that was hard but uh it I, I am thankful for that time apart because it did make me focus on some of the things that I wasn't focusing on when I was here um
0: are you about to cry
1: I don't know that's emotional <laughs> this is hard and, and you're putting this yourself like out therapy. there for, <laughs> it is like therapy oh, and I hate therapy Anyway, Jason's a very all,
0: emotional
1: person. I am. I'm high on the emotional scale. But anyways, <laughs> it, it, it made me do something about my mental health, which, you know, needed to happen. And now I feel like I'm in a much better headspace. But, um, you know, without having that time apart and having that time to get into my head and my feelings or whatever it is, um. You know, I probably wouldn't have made the changes that I did that have put me where I am today. So,
0: Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> He's making faces at me. But, no, you know what? Uh, pros and cons of being a part. It, y'all need your alone time, especially you need your me time. You need your alone time. And most people, you know, if you go to work, you come home. And then you can like talk about your day, talk about what's going on at work, talk about whatever you want to talk about. You have things to talk about. Well, Jason and I are with each other 24 (laughs) seven. Like we don't go to work. We're at work together. So we have nothing to ask each other about except for like work stuff. So then like when we go to dinner or whatever on a date, it's like, Oh, guess what happened today? Like, we don't have that because we already know what's happening with each other all the time. Like, (laughs) so having that space for even like a conversational piece to even miss each other, you know, like it's exciting to come home to see someone for a little while, you know, that you haven't seen all day. So it's so important. To have that space. And if you don't have that space, if you're like us and you do work from home, then maybe it's like creating an office, or maybe one of you goes to a coffee shop and works that day or something. Like there needs to be some sort of time apart where you can talk about things other than the immediate work you know what I mean I feel like that's what our conversations were all the time and sometimes I'd be like oh my gosh I just don't want to talk about work right now but really we'd have nothing else to talk about because like we already know what's going on in each other's lives all the time so him going away we got to FaceTime each other and talk to each other on the phone and it reminded me personally of like when when we first met he was living in Colorado I was living in California and we would talk on the phone
1: not when we first met but when we rekindled, yes.
0: When we first,
1: got, when we got back together, when we got back together.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, that's what I mean. Um, when we got back together, um, we would have that time to like talk about each other's day and you know get to really miss each other. So. And it was really exciting to like pick him up from the airport when he got back and we didn't we haven't had that excitement in a really long time because we're together 24/7 for the past 2 years. We have been tied to each other, like glued at the hip.
1: Yeah, there's definitely power in missing someone, if that makes sense. Like when you're not together, you start longing for that person and it just makes like your interactions more meaningful and you value the time more. Because if not, I mean, you start to take advantage and take for granted that you're always together. Like, oh, okay. I, I see you in a minute. <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> I'll come on the corner and be like, oh, you again. Gosh,
0: <laughs> I can't get away from you. Okay, so the next question, okay, brace yourself for this one. And we kind of answered it already, but this is a really good question to kind of dive into. But how hard is it to eat, sleep, breathe, work together, live together, have Presley together, like twenty-four-seven? And how, like, how would you manage? That, like, I kind of answer that more so, but I want to know how you feel like you would manage that or, you know, so we have, like, more time apart or whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I think you have to create create that time apart, whether it's having your girls' night or golfing with the guys. Okay, you do that enjoy. all the
0: time. When's the last time I had a girls' night?
1: I don't know, when's the last time I golfed?
0: You golfed, like, last week. Like, for his five days in a row. <laughs>
1: Not with my friends. That doesn't count. <laughs> who cares? Anyways, but you know, I want to do that, something
0: by myself for five days in a row for like six hours.
1: I mean, I was still with you at night. At night. <laughs> but, it, anyways, you get I what swear. I'm
0: first, I want to say this for anyone listening or watching if you have a guy that plays golf, I swear that they don't, probably don't even like golf. They're just there because golf <laughs> takes forever. <laughs> like, they, that is their excuse for not being with you all day.
1: I actually enjoy golf. I have friends, I won't mention any names, you know who you are, that (laughs) (laughs) strictly use that as a way to get away from their wife and kids, but that's not me. I actually enjoy it. Okay, yeah. You do, but it is like a really
0: long, like, thing. Like, I don't do anything that takes that long of time.
1: Except, like, your hair, (laughs) lashes, or... But
0: that is, like, a necessity, not, like, a hobby. Anyways. I don't get my hair done for, like, fun.
1: But back to the back to okay. what the question was I think you I think you have to find space I think you have to find that time apart where you're coming home you're like oh I haven't been around you all day you know what fill me in like I'm excited to be back with you like I've been missing you like if you're together all the time you don't miss each other
0: true there's amen
1: something powerful in that uh,
0: someone asked who is typically the first one to apologize oh. I'd love to hear
1: your answer on this. I mean, we both know who this is, but what we're we're both <laughs> hyper hyper competitive people. Like we don't like to lose, we don't like to admit defeat, we don't like to cave in. Like we're just have very strong personalities, and that's what you're doing by apologizing. You're admitting like you're at fault, you're wrong. But um, I've recently realized. Probably not even recently. It's been recently. A while. It's probably recently. <laughs> that you know, I, I'm I'm always the first to apologize. Now, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because okay, no. It's it's hold on. Let me no. Let why. me let
0: me just say something really fast today, me, today. 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 <laughs> today. At I'm the example. gym. I'm today. Example. At- what?
1: Go ahead. You're going to confirm my point here, but No,
0: today at the gym, he was the first to apologize, but he apologized and said something that I did wrong. <laughs> I'm like that's not how you apologize.
1: This was a rare situation. No, that but, was how it goes but usually. What I was getting at there is, you know, we're we're very competitive and what you have to realize when you're in a relationship is you're not competing against each other. Like you're on the same team. So, if you're trying to fight and hold off on apologizing that makes your relationship better or lets you amend or get back to the way things were you're doing a service to your team as I see it so whoever it is step up apologize and just make it right make it you know bring the team back together So that's why I apologize first all the time.
0: But don't apologize right before you go to bed to try to get some like he does. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. No, you're apologizing. Before we get into bed, this is odd. Okay. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) That is the question. (laughs) That isn't the case. Okay, next question. Okay, so this one I'm really excited to talk about and to dive into. So, Jason, you've been open about your depression, which I have to say that I definitely commend you for because I know that it takes a lot of guts for you to be out and open about it. Also because I didn't know this, but a lot of his friends and even some of his immediate family didn't know that he has struggled for a long time with depression. So the question is, how do we feel or you feel that your depression has affected our relationship.
1: Oh, I feel like this is all I talk about these days is my depression, um, which is fine. You know, if it helps one person, you know, talking about this, then it's worth me being uncomfortable. I guess um, <laughs> that that's true. That's the point. Um, but yeah, no. Um, first off, depression is something that you shouldn't and can't fight alone. Like you have to you know, dive into this in whatever the relationship is, whether it's your family, your friends, your, your significant other, whatever it is, like you need a team behind you. Like it's, a, uh, it's tough. Um, are you going to get emotional?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying that to try to make you laugh so then no, you no, don't no, get no, emotional. No. It's,
1: it's just, you know, it's a battle. Um,
0: You can cry, it's
1: okay. I'm just trying to think of um I got a little thrown off there. No, I you know
0: what? It I have I don't have depression, so I don't understand depression. And for a really long time I didn't understand his depression. And you know what? I still sometimes don't understand his depression because it's it's so up and down. Like I feel like
1: you you can't explain it. It
0: One day he's like in a great mood and then the next day it's like, oh my gosh, who is this person? <laughs>
1: like But yeah, that's that's kind of the battle of, you know, being in a relationship with someone that is depressed. I mean, you have to deal with it. Like you have to like it's almost equally as hard for someone that is in the relationship with the person that's depressed because they have to deal with them every day. They have to deal with an unknown. They have you're to you preaching
0: to the choir. <laughs>
1: well, I'm commending you because you're doing it well. And and anyways it's it's you know, it's, it's hard. Um, there's no way to sugarcoat it. But, um, I, I think also though, that having this relationship and having this to like fall back on, like it's, you know, coming clean about my depression. It, it, it gave me a team and a support system to work on managing the things that I can control to help manage my depression. And it's changed my life. Like, You know, my changes over the last three months, like, I couldn't have done alone. So.
0: (laughs) Aww. (laughs) Do you need a kiss right now? Mm, As Presley would do.
1: (laughs) No, but, um, yeah, I think that's important. I think it's having that relationship has affected my depression in a way.
0: In a, in a good
1: way? In a good way. Yeah. Okay. So you ask if the depression has affected our relationship, which it has, but our relationship has also affected my depression. So.
0: Oh, yeah. See, it's, it's kind of crazy to me. And the thing that I never really understood about his depression is when we first rekindled our relationship, you know, years ago, I did not know he had depression because he was just this, like, extremely happy, bubbly person, like didn't everyone
1: knows me.
0: I did not know he had depression. And then once we got pregnant, I guess his depression, I don't know, just like somehow revved back up. I don't know how that works. But I was probably like four, five months pregnant, and then like all of a sudden he has depression again or something. I don't know. So then from that moment on, we have struggled with his depression.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you people, people that are depressed, like they find we, ways to cope with it. And like I'm a master of compartmentalizing and masking my emotions, not talking about them. Like I, I love not talking about things. As you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, I've, I'm, I've always been the happy go lucky, like super outgoing, like you would never know. Like most of my friends don't know. No, like no one knows. Like because I can put on the front like it's a show, but it's exhausting. And you know when you're with someone all the time, like you can't put on that show all day, every day.
0: And then the truth came out, and I was like, <gasps>
1: <laughs> but I'm yeah, kidding. I mean, um,
0: no, I'm. You know what? I I'm very proud of you for, I guess, facing your depression because I think for a really long time. Again, you say that you've masked it, you've just kind of like put it under the rug and you haven't have really faced it or try to do something about it or talk about it or whatever. So I think that this is a very positive step in your self-like improvement of like your depression and who you are. And it's also obviously helped our relationship for me to not only understand your depression, um, you know what I mean? um, But for sure. you to also like, do something about your depression because of how, you know, the hormonal imbalance, which could be one of the causes of your depression, you know. So you're actually like taking a step to try to like do something about it, which I feel like is so important.
1: Well, yeah. And it's put me in like a better headspace to then now I'm not having to battle this all the time. Like I can focus on this, like you and I, a relationship, making that better and making it. Great again.
0: <laughs> okay. So that was a really good answer. But the next question is how do we keep the spark going? Should we like play some music here? You, some like sexy music?
1: What kind of answer do you want me to give <laughs> Oh, or? wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do we keep the spark alive? Um, well, that's something we struggled with for a while, I think. We both got kind of lost in just the day-to-day. We had a daughter, and we, we did lose that spark. Kind of, I think that's kind of what created the situation that we were in months back. But now... Um, I mean, first off, was, I I
0: do... I, I'm going to throw him a curveball right now because he did... Curve ball. No, this is... You've looked at all these questions, but this is a curveball because this is something that I actually want to know. Oh, no. And the crowd goes, ooh, ah, oh, what's <laughs> she going to say? So Jason actually told me that he, like, kind of lost his spark for me, like, after I had Presley. So... What does, does that mean? Hold on and hold on, hold on, hold on. How, how did you Can get I clear that back? Can I, clear
1: <laughs> I think this is the next question, actually. No, this but is the question. No, no, no. I think this falls into the next one. No, perfectly, it doesn't. Though. But anyway, I wouldn't say that I lost the spark for you. A, let's let's. You said that. Let's taper that a little bit. But I would say that I got lost in a new affection and a new love for my daughter, our daughter, like. Many of people know that I'm a very big animal person. I fall in love with animals and like like if you've seen me with an animal, you could imagine what I'm like with a son or a daughter. And then I got a daughter. And I was like, "Oh my god. Like, I had a son, but yeah, but I have a daughter." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, <laughs> another topic. Anyways, <laughs> but I mean, you just become infatuated like you it's like overwhelming the amount of love that you have for this child and you get lost in it. You get lost in giving that new being like all of you, like all of your love and you neglect, you know, the person that made this possible, the, the person that went through like all of this to bring you this child that endured and sacrificed and carried the child, birthed the child, like, Sacrifice her body, potentially her career. We didn't know, and you just neglect that because you're just so wrapped up in this, and you don't show or feel, you know, what you might have for your partner before. So I think that I I don't. That's when you say that I lost the spark for you. It's not that I lost the spark. It's that it got masked or neglected and ignored. My love for her, and I, I came to realize that I told you that I apologized, and I think that's I think that that's got to be like one of the most common problems in you know newlyweds with a new child. Like I mean, it's it's hard not to. You just get overwhelmed and sucked into it, and you know you, you're not always thinking about the attention and the needs of your partner, and you know that can suffer.
0: Yeah. I think that was if one, if not the biggest struggle for me personally, because I was kind of going through my own in my head battle with my body transformation. You know, I grew a child and I (laughs) gained a lot of weight and fast forwarding, you know, birth and having her and the journey i had kind of getting back to feeling like myself it was such a physical and mental battle on you know within my own mind and then the feeling of not feeling loved and appreciated and um you know all the things from him because he was like giving that to her you know, kind of made me be in my own head even more. So all of those things literally over the last two years, because again, we just over the past few months really started to turn our relationship around, but that happened for like two years. So for two years, I felt like I wasn't getting love and affection and attention. And I was like kind of hating myself. Like I was hating my body. I was hating the way I looked. I just was going through such a, emotional battle inside of my own head and still having to like turn on, you know, Paige Hathaway and be who I was on social media. It was just such a, such a battle for me. So when, you know, things were just kind of like really going downhill, I was like, yeah, I guess this is like, (laughs) I don't know what else I have to give because I just felt like he wasn't giving anything to me. So I'm glad that he had his own realization um, because I think that was kind of like a turning point in our relationship.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I definitely came to that realization. I should have been appreciating the shit out of you. Like, (laughs) what you did was amazing.
0: Aww. (laughs) He's about to cry. We're all going to cry. box of tissues. We it's need a, it. It is a tough
1: <laughs> topic to talk about. It I is mean, tough
0: because just- our, it's our relationship. It's our whole life, you know? And you want to know something that was really tough. Like when our relationship was at its worst. It was at its worst. We had a daughter who, and this is going to make me cry, who like did not want us to not be together. And she's only she wasn't even two yet. I'm going to cry, but (laughs) she really did. Like she, honestly, she's the one that held our relationship together, which sounds so crazy. Like she, I'm not even kidding. Like she never saw us hug, never saw us kiss, never saw us hold hands ever. Cause we never, ever, ever did that. And she would put our hands together for us to hold our hands. Like remember when we were on the golf cart and she put our hands together And made us hold hands when we like hated each other. (laughs) We didn't hate each other, other, but we weren't great. A little, little, little be honest, it was a lot rocky. But she really, like, I feel like held our relationship together, which is like so crazy because she was like a year old.
1: That we kind of went in other ways too. True, she she divided and brought us back together. Because I mean, before like we were perfect. Before she was in the picture.
0: It was the newlywed was, stage. Well, what are you talking about? Know. This is before I knew you had depression. Eventually, I'm that was going to eventually that was going to come out, and we we're probably going to have issues. <laughs> so it's not really her.
1: No, it's not her. All right, you can edit all that out. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you can leave that in
0: there. No, okay, let's go, move on to the next question. Right. So um, the next question is, I mean, this is a good, good question. It's it's do you get jealous of me? <laughs> do you get jealous of Paige?
1: <laughs> jealous. Um... No, I I mean, I'm super proud. I'm super grateful, but never jealous. I think jealous is a is a, is a bad term. Um,
0: yeah, first off, I just want to say that Jason just never even gets jealous, period. Like, if I wanted to try to make him jealous, he probably wouldn't even get jealous. Like, he's uh, just not a jealous person.
1: I'm, I'm not, but at the same, yeah, I mean, you probably could. But no, je- jealous, jealous for me to be jealous of her would be silly. I mean, like I said, we're a team. Um, I'm super proud beyond proud.
0: You going to cry again? No,
1: I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a way to put this in words. I like
0: I like and super proud. We're a team. That is that is Yeah, is
1: you can't be jealous of your of your teammate. they
0: That's true. Shake and bake, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> number 10, well, Number It's the last question, is how was couples therapy, because we were open about couples therapy, so how was couples therapy, and did you feel like it helped, did you feel like it was going to break you, how did you feel about it?
1: So, you know, I battled depression all my life, I've been in therapy all my life, I, as a young individual, I hated therapy, and I just couldn't stand it. I don't know if it just made me feel weak that I was having to go talk to somebody about issues or that I felt inferior. I don't know what it was, but I always hated therapy. But having that person that makes you have those uncomfortable conversations and they can mediate and they can try and help you to see another side. Like if you're both strong willed, strong minded and like, oh, no, I, I don't even want to hear what you have to say. I can't see how you're right. No way. But having someone in the room to mediate and, you know, kind of talk you through, like, oh, maybe, you know, you should see it from this point of view. And, you know, like I always tell her, like, I can tell her something a hundred times. And then the second she hears that same thing from someone else, she's like, oh, that's a great idea. Like, I've been telling you that. I've been... Anyway, it's no, kind of like same. that's you. It, <laughs> probably, both, probably, probably both ways. But that's the same way when you have a therapist which seems, I don't know, still feels weak to say you have a therapist. No, I don't don't feel like a
0: therapist is a weak thing at all. To be honest, I think it's like one of the best things that you can ever do, whether you're on a, you have a rocky relationship or not, because if you were to go talk to your friends or your family, they're most likely going to give you like a biased like
1: outlook. Or tell you what you want to hear. That's what I mean. For sure. So a
0: therapist is going to give you a real and raw, no side of the, you know, no side of the situation type of answer. You know what I mean? Like they're going to give you like better advice than like, I feel like your friends or your family. I feel like our therapists like definitely helped us um, come up with like more creative ideas to like, like you know, keep the spark alive and to, to to communicate or, you know, stuff like that. So I think it's a good thing. Okay, well, we honestly never thought that we'd be answering questions about our relationship on a podcast. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I. But you know what? We really wanted to share, like, our experiences because we did get so many questions and we didn't want to leave people – you know kind of like in the dark because we have just been so open about our relationship on social media so i hope you know i hope this answers the questions that y'all y'all have <laughs> and um this kind of leads us into today's five things
1: before you go into that i think it's important that people see this from public figures her not me that like my- what you see on Instagram is not reality. Like people can make Instagram whatever they want it to be. Like you can only show the highlights, like she said. So when you start comparing yourself to that every day, like my relationship's not like that. Oh, we don't look happy like that all the time. Like that's like defeating. Like Instagram is terrible for that. Um, so I don't know. It's important for people to like be real.
0: I agree with you because I've even done that. You know, I I see people on social media because I know that our relationship isn't perfect. And then I see perfect relationships on social media and I'm like, oh, well, I wish my Jason would buy me flowers randomly (laughs) (laughs) or uh, make a picnic in the park for me. But again, people only post they're highlight reels. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And that's why sometimes when you see people break up on social media and you're like, what? They broke up, but they were so perfect. Apparently they weren't
1: so perfect. You know? Well, they, just weren't re- they weren't real with you. Right. So that's what oh, we're huh. trying to do.
0: We're trying to show you real relationships because that's what, I mean, we have. And real relationships are work. But it's so rewarding, too. It's so rewarding. It's work, but it's so rewarding.
1: Yeah. You just got to realize or make the determination if what you have, what you've put all this time and energy into is worth fighting for forever. Forever. Make that that forever. I know. (laughs) Make that decision. And if that decision is yes, then never look back.
0: Yeah. And another thing, too, is I I also feel that people give up on people too easy. Um, you know, they have the grass is greener mentality when my outlook personally is if you had that spark and that like thing that got you in that relationship to begin with. It might be something to, like, fight for a little bit. So instead of just, like, finding your exit and assuming the grass is greener, because, trust me, it is not, um, fight for it a little bit before you give up.
1: Water that shit.
0: <laughs> water that shit, although we don't water our plants and they, like, die every week. But, all right, we're, we're moving into the five things.
1: I'm not going to blame anyone there. But page. <laughs> moving into the five page. things.
0: <laughs> all right, everyone, it is... The five things time. So, as this video is about like life and relationships, I thought you know, let's give five pieces advice for relationships and life. So, my first tip about relationships is to talk, communicate. You have to figure out how to do that. He's not the best at it, but we're working on it.
1: <laughs> Two way street.
0: And be honest Two about be honest about your feelings. Um, just, you know, be raw, be real. Like you guys should not be able or should not not be able to just have those difficult conversations. And that's, that's, that is something that is a must. So if you can't have those real and raw and open conversations about everything, because life is going to knock you down, you're going to have problems, there's work, there's finances, there are all these things. And you're going to have to have those tough conversations. So be able to talk to each other. Tip number two is be kind to each other. And I know this sounds super cliche, but I honestly cannot stress it enough. When you are in a relationship, you got to be respectful to one another and you got to be kind. I know it sounds like it's the most basic thing that you can do, but it is one of the most important and it's one that I work on daily. Because, he drives, he, needs because he drives me nuts. Just <laughs> <laughs> The third, and I feel like the super underrated tip, is little things matter most, Jason. Little things matter most. Maybe it's a kiss on the forehead. Maybe it's like a little appreciation note when I wake up, you know? A little like, I love you, have a great day. Maybe it's learning your partner's love language. You know, doing those sweet things that you used to do at the beginning of the relationship. Now, like buy so me candy here. and flowers when you pick me up from something. So tip number four is keep keep, keep now, your expectations realistic. This is so important. I've seen so many people expecting their partners to be with them the whole day or to just have these unrealistic expectations because of also because of social media. You know, we can't have a a, a blindfolded picnic every Friday night. You know, it's just not realistic, is it?
1: Blindfolded pi-
0: Yeah, I've seen that on Instagram. It's very sweet. You need to you need to follow more like relationship pages. <laughs> <Don't>
1: <laughs> you follow say, sports.
0: That's what that's how <laughs> we spend our weekends. TV. We watch sports all day. Woo, no,
1: so don't. romantic. We don't watch any TV? We watch. <laughs> Lambert, do we Bible, watch sports
0: all day? He he just said yes.
1: Yeah, right. We watch one of <laughs> Lambert's 10,000 documentaries that he's all about. <laughs> he's always got a new Netflix show for us. <laughs> he does, but, but I love that. Education?
0: <laughs> okay, so the fifth and final tip, and it might sound like an, a no relationship tip, but this is... This is it. It's don't hold on to toxic relationships. Always remember that relationships are a part of life. So don't let toxic people drain your energy. Stay away from them for your own good. And if you have toxic people in your life, that can definitely like kind of like trickle into your relationship and cause issues. And if you're following toxic people on social media, that can do the same. You like those tips? I like them. Good. OK, so y'all asked, you know, for this, y'all asked a million questions on social media and we just wanted to put together a video to kind of like answer all those. This is our first video together. That sounds so strange when I was like, this wait, this is our first video together. He's like, yes, this is our first.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty disappointed. On the second Jason on your podcast. <laughs>
0: I know I had Jason posted pretty, on there first. Pretty painful. Jason. <laughs> He's more experienced than you. So it was kind of like
1: a shoe in. And podcast <laughs> and make it out.
0: Okay, would you like to tell our audience like how to like and share and subscribe?
1: Yeah, if you liked what you saw today, <laughs> I don't. I I don't have a YouTube channel, but I guess you go, you like, you subscribe, and you do all the things. You do, you do all the things. Yeah,
0: you can also rate and review the podcast on Apple. Did you know that? I didn't
1: know. No, I don't, I <laughs> you don't can know share it with things. your
0: friends. Did you know that?
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) This is all news to me.
0: (laughs) If you guys have any other specific questions or really would just like to know anything else about our relationships or even just like us individually, just drop a comment down in the comment section. We would be happy to answer them or even maybe do an episode two about this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of topics we touched on that have so many things you could talk about.
0: Yeah. I agree. We can just... New parenthood is
1: a beast. Um, it's a, probably needs its own series. What does new parenthood? Oh yeah. Parenting for sure. It's amazing, but I mean, it's, it's a challenge. It's It's the best. There's a lot, there's a lot of tips that we've gotten from hundreds of thousands and thousands of people that, you know, without that, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Seriously. Yeah. Maybe parenting would be a good one. So if you want to see that, definitely just like put a comment in the comment section and ask whatever questions you have. And maybe we'll put that together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, Follow cool. me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I'm a content creator now.
0: <laughs> Follow him on Instagram. <laughs> you want to say your Instagram handle for everyone?
1: J Maritz 24.
0: And the funny thing about Maritz is Lambert actually thought it was What do you think it was?
1: Probably Mortiz.
0: Ortiz. Ortiz. Oh, JM Ortiz.
1: Tito's little
0: brother. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for listening and thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next week.